The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Sports Podcast. We're here every week making fantastic checks. We are powered by Penn Live, and that guy across the avenue there is colleague Dan Sostic. Dan, good to see you again. How are you, my friend? Oh, you know, I'm doing well. It's starting to get a little chillier outside in the morning. I mean, we talk about, I feel like every time we talk about the coffee, but I think iced coffee season's over. And that's when you know the football season's really underway, when you start drinking <laughs> that hot stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of time for coffee during the uh, high school football season. Um, Big one for fans here, uh, Dan. We checked down, uh, obviously, the week four schedule. And there would be um, there's a couple uh, a couple intriguing matchups here. No Saturday matchups, but September 15th and 16th, Thursday, Friday should be interesting. Um, this week, we saw a couple interesting matchups that could, let's say, could potentially result uh, in the big U we're talking about uh, potential upsets here uh, as the divisional stretch of games sort of begins and, and covers the final seven weeks of the regular season. Um, but uh, before we get to that, Dan, before we get to our potential upset picks and chat a little bit about the week four, uh, we're going to welcome in um, a three and O squad head coach, Josh Oswald from Cumberland Valley. And we call him his, our Swiss army knife here for, for CV. Patty Hernjack uh, is going to join us here in a couple of minutes um, to talk about the three and zero start. Talk about what's been good, the the, the root of this program, and and it's really a I mean it's really a monster year for Cumberland Valley overall. Uh, you know, as they pick up the PIAA championship games now on a four year contract, I think probably what seven eight other uh, play, other uh, championships are now going to be played at Cumberland Valley. So it's really become sort of the epicenter um, of high school uh, championships, we'll call it, um, in Pennsylvania. So how do you look upon this season so far before we get to our, our to our guys, Dan? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if we're talking CV. I mean, I think we all kind of, you know, pegged them to kind of build on the momentum they had a year ago um, at the end of last year, especially that win the final week of the season against Central Dolphin to kind of eliminate the Rams from the playoffs. You know? downpour um, but I don't think any of us expected you know a three and0 start with this uh with this schedule they had to start the year um I mean it's been a brutal stretch and to come out three and0 that's pretty impressive for their um their Commonwealth for their Commonwealth prospects and going forward I think Josh Oswald's done a tremendous job I don't know we don't do coach of the year leaderboards or anything but he's <laughs> he's certainly up there and one of the best jobs in the mid pen so it's been cool to see the Eagles kind of bring that program back because we all know the type of history it has there. Exactly. Yeah. Josh, he's done a tremendous job where he's uh, back at his alma mater here. Did a great job at central York uh, for eight, I guess it was, would have been about eight years. I think it was, um, but we'll talk to him about that. And we'll talk to Patty Herjack. So let's get these two guys on. We got a chance to caught up to catch up with, uh, with two coming the Valley Eagles here uh, just moments ago. All right, we are thrilled to have two Cumberland Valley Eagles in the house with us, uh, Coach Josh Oswald, and uh, we'll, we'll call him Swiss Army Knife, Patty Hernjack. 
Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on the 3-0 start. How's the week going for you so far? Uh, you can go ahead and answer that, buddy. <laughs> uh, week's going pretty good. I mean, just got our practices over with these first three days and looking forward to Friday. Coach, uh, preparations, obviously, for 2-1 and one CD East uh, come continue this week. Uh, we know the Panthers um, consume every ounce of focus for you guys uh, this week. But forgive us for wanting to chat a little bit about your team's 3-0 and start. Uh, and that shiny number eight ranking in the in the latest class six A rankings, which I know you care so deeply about. There's rankings. I, I didn't know there was rankings, but uh, thanks for bringing that uh, to my attention. I mean, obviously, we got a tough opponent coming in Friday, and well coached. Um, you know, we have obviously have their film, and um, you know they're off to a hot start too. You know, they had a they had a tough loss. I think it was week two. Yep. Um, but again, they got they got dudes on both sides of the ball that are very talented and they play some good football. So, you know, no easy weeks for us. We understand that. And this is uh, another big one. Patty, I'm going to start with you, uh, you know, from an out- outsider's perspective, this, this start feels a little heavier than just three, and zero because the victories came over three really solid programs. And there's a reason I use the term programs, you know, Manheim Township, Central York, Spring Ford and succession all well-respected big school programs that sort of kind of regenerate themselves every year and kind of fill the gaps that they need to continue to be successful. Do you guys feel that way or is it just, uh, you know, it's just kind of a part, Hey, we got through this three and oh, and now we're looking forward. I mean, how do you guys view three and oh at this point? Uh, Well, I think all of us pretty much expect to go three and oh, we had like a really good off season. So I mean, to be, to begin three and oh, obviously it's a big confidence booster for us. Uh, beat those three really good programs. That's really good for us. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and um, Dan here, Dan Sostek here, um, uh, Eric's co-host. Uh, Coach, I talked to you a little bit about this after the Central York game, but I'm interested to kind of hear Patty's perspective on this as well. You kind of said that this is sort of a player's program now where you sort of built the foundation when they were kind of younger, and now they're kind of at the point where they – the you know the leaders like Patty, like Isaac Signs, like JD Hunter, they really kind of know what they're doing and are kind of making some calls on the field that you know maybe weren't happening a couple of years ago. Uh, Patty, have you kind of experienced this? Do you feel like this is more your senior core's kind of team in in that regard? Yeah, I do. I feel like I feel like a lot of us have been playing for, since sophomore year when Coach Oz got here, and I feel like when he got here, he was kind of like setting the standard for us back then. And kind of been, it's his third year now. And I think it's kind of almost expected from him that we already know our stuff. And we do. We're basically like almost like a tighter knit team too. Now that we know everything now. And he kind of just puts it in our hands. We've got to take it and go with it. Patty, is it because of the guys, obviously in the locker room too, this, you know, you've got a really strong senior class. You look at Isaac and yourself and you look at, you know, some of the other players that have played a lot of football, Alex and uh, JD and guys like that to kind of so so is that the biggest part of it too that you see not only the work ethic and sort of the leadership of these guys and you're obviously one of them um but just sort of commitment to kind of get to that level that's a whole other you know bag of tricks like you know you could you could love football and all that but if you don't have the dedication when you're not on the field uh it doesn't work out for you no matter how hard you play or how talented you are could you so could you see that coming based on the personnel yeah, no, like a lot of our, almost all these guys on this team are committed to, 
to the team. Like we're there, like, like if coach needs us, like next morning at like 7am, all of us will be there. We're, we're like these seniors and juniors that have been playing for, for it's now th- third year now. That's expected. Like you don't even think twice about going. Like, it's just like, everyone's there. Like you're there every time on zoom meetings, if they need us, always there. Coach, are there any, and uh, just kind of as a follow-up too, is there any, uh, I mean, I know you guys do a lot outside the, outside the weight room in the community and stuff like that. But what did you really want to, you know, some of the things that you implemented to kind of, you know, get that cohesion off the field as well? I mean, what are some of the things that you guys, that you as a coaching staff has, have sort of implemented? Well, I mean, I think this is easy with this group. They do everything together. So it's, an, it's a simple phone call to Patty. Hey, Patty, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to go to this veteran's house and uh, we're going to help him out with some things, you know, he's struggling and uh, you know, I don't have to call anybody else. And there's a dozen guys that show up or if we're going to support another sports team within our, our school district, you know, it's one phone call to one of my leaders and, you know, 20 plus guys show up, you know, it makes my job that much easier when it's a, you know, one phone call, one text message. Um, and the leaders take it upon themselves to make sure the rest of the core is there. Um, you know, when you have leadership within, you know, to kind of reiterate what Dan and, and Patty were just talking about, um, when I first got here, it was, you know, building the foundation and make sure that these guys understood, you know, just like we don't make, I can't be on the field to make the checks or the calls or, you know, instinctively put my foot in the ground. No one wants me to be out there playing football these days for sure. But, um, it, you know, but you guys are. So my job is to make sure that you guys are ready instinctively make those calls to make those plays to make those reads um, but also off the field you know make those smart social decisions make those smart decisions in this, in this classroom um, it's not just a football thing with these guys they, these guys are a standard inside of our school building and um, you know they're doing a lot of great things off the field as well yeah I don't know if any of you guys are college football fans but anytime you know Texas wins two games in a row Nebraska wins two games in a row everyone's start saying is, te- is Texas backs and Nebraska back. And I know you guys don't want to, it's three games, you no rush in anything, but how important is it to both you guys to, you know, try to reestablish where CV what has been throughout its history and kind of, you know, get it back to the places it was in the, you know, probably five, 10 years ago. And, um, you know, kind of reestablish that culture that, you know, it's it's not like it's not like you've been it's been two win seasons or anything, but going back to district title games and things like that. How important is that to both players and coaches on this team? I think it's really important just because especially starting out three and zero, and the wins will keep on coming, especially. But just like starting out three and zero this year, obviously we're gonna have a good year this year, and then that'll just set the standard almost for the rest of the teams to come. That this is coming about as like a winning culture here, and this what it always should been. But yeah, we're kind of like a winning culture program and that's the way it should be for the rest of Common Valley history, pretty much. Yeah, as far as an athletic standpoint, I mean, you start the school year off with, with solid athletics and, uh, you know, and, and winning winning games and it, it just changes the environment within the school building. Um, you know, field hockey had a big win last night. Soccer's doing very well. Volleyball's doing well. Water is doing great. You know, great relationship with our band. Um, you know, there's just a lot of great vibes and, and positivity going through the hallways that just resonate. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely different when you're winning and, and you got smiles on your faces from your athletic leaders. It definitely uh, changes the whole climate. 
All right, we're coming down the home stretch with Cumberland Valley head coach Josh Oswald and wide receiver slash punter slash cornerback Patty Hernjack. Guys, obviously, you know, the offense is only as good as the offensive line goes. Um, so uh, this question is for both of you. I'll start with you, Patty. How has that unit progressed so far in just a couple of short weeks? Oh, they progressed like crazy. Like after like from even when we went to Millersville camp, there were like a little questions on the offensive line. Still didn't know um, a couple of guys that were going to start maybe. And then really throughout these couple of weeks, a lot of guys stepped up. We have like big freshman Tyler Merrill has really stepped up for us. We're getting rotations from tackles. So that line has really come together for us and they're doing awesome. Coach, we talked to uh, Dan, got a chance to talk to Big Oak, Tyler Merrill. Um, uh, preseason wise, uh, obviously, started game one at left tackle for you. That's a big spot to be in. Um, can you just talk a little bit about, um, you know, his progression too? Uh, I got to see him in week one and was pretty darn impressed for a freshman in his first start against a very good man up township team. Yeah, I think the, the cohesiveness across the offensive line. Um, you know, specifically in this, this question has been awesome. Um, you know, when I talked to Dan, uh, we, we discussed, uh, he was not projected to be a week one starter. Um, but thanks to his leaders and, and junior Trey Groman and senior Anthony Joppy, the competition, um, was, was so high, um, that Tyler earned it, you know, and then, you know, you pull the three of those guys in the, the night before the first game and they, they all agreed that this was the right decision for the team. And just, again, very humble guys, um, very selfless. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, Ty, Ty King at guard as a senior, Ridge Crispino at, at center as a, as, a, as a senior, and then our other guy, Noah, Noah Brown, a junior. Um, there's other young guys that have grown so much because of their leadership in the competition. We got uh, one more question for both you guys. And, and I, know, I know, Coach, you don't have to run on that brand new posh turf, but Patty, this was for you. Uh, is that surface as good as it looks? The new turf at your at, at Carmel Valley. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Feel like you're running 100 miles per hour out there. That you go, you go faster on that turf, right? <laughs> but uh, Coach Coach O and uh, Patty, thank you so much uh, for joining us and giving us a few minutes of your time on a busy week. Good luck against Central Dolphin East uh, to kind of keep that streak going. And uh, we'll see you on the sidelines. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA sports med to learn more. All right, Dan, we, uh, we obviously thrilled to have Coach, uh, Coach Oswald and Patty Herenjack on this show here. Uh, game with Central Dolphin East coming up Friday night at Chapman Field. Should be a good one. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing how the Eagles progress here down the stretch. It's been so, so far, it's been smooth sailing for them. They've done a tremendous job. All right, Dan, we thought we'd get to the big, uh, to the big U here uh, down the stretch run. And we're talking about potential upsets. We, we like to sort of look, you know, obviously the train keeps going. Once, once the season starts, it's nothing but schedule standings and game stores and things like that and top performances. Um, you, you don't have a lot of time to sort of weigh in and look at the individual matchups beyond a, a certain number of players. You know, you're obviously looking, how's the quarterback situations and the running back situations. 
Uh, you don't have a you don't have a huge amount of time to sort of dive in to uh, to a slate that may be 25, 30 games long when in non-conference. So uh, we thought we'd take a look at a couple of games here that we think could potentially be upsets in week four, uh, just because of, of of how things are kind of turning, uh, how how situations are, you know, how matchups are, are uh, situated here. So uh, we're going to start with you and I'm not sure where you're going to go, but if we, if we overlap, we overlap, but um, give me a game where you think has a potential upset bid brewing in week four. Well, I'm going to start in the mid pen Commonwealth. Um, and it might not even, it might not on paper even look like it would be considered an upset because I'm um, going Chambersburg and C- and Central Dolphin because I believe we have Central Dolphin in our lines um, that are to come. The Central Dolphin and 0-3 Rams team, a really surprising to see a Rams team with that number um, going against the 2-1 and Chambersburg. Um, but I, I think that this is, uh, I mean, I think we have Central Dolphin favored just because, you know, deference to how, you know, the level of talent that they've had over the years and kind of the success they've had, but it's, it's kind of teams going in opposite directions right now, based on those records. And I've liked what I've seen from Chambersburg. You know, they haven't beat a six, a They haven't beat a Commonwealth team yet. They, their last two wins are against Waynesboro, Northern York. Those are two good programs. Those are two really good programs that, you know, you, you still have to be on your toes. I don't care if you're a six, a school. Or not. You still have to be on your toes to beat them. Um, they've gotten some really good quarterback play out of Riley Harmon, who's come in um, and kind of steadied that position a little. And the defense has been really solid. Um, their week one loss against CB East, you were there for that. Uh, they kind of got outplayed in that one. But, uh, you know, it, they've seemed to have ride the ship a little bit. I think Mark Luther's done a, a really commendable job with that program. It's not the easiest program in the world to get going. It's been a while since he, he took him to the playoffs a few years back. but. Um, I, I just think that this is a team that maybe, you know, this is, might be a year where uh, they can give Central Dolphins a problem. They actually played Central Dolphin tough a year ago um, when, you know, CD had Max Mosey. Uh, they had G. Selby. They had a lot of those guys. So I think that this is a game that Chambersburg can win. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if it, I would go out and Joe Namath it and guarantee a bit. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's at Central Dolphin. But I think it's a game that will be competitive. and. Uh, you know, the Trojans win that game. They're three and one almost halfway into the season, which is a place that uh, that program hasn't been for a, for a decent amount. So like that, like I said, it, they haven't been any any teams in the Commonwealth yet, but it's not like they've been a couple cupcakes either. Yeah, they were not far away from from actually, you know, taking that Central Bucks East game in the opener. Uh, you know, deep into the fourth quarter. I mean, they, there was really a, it was really a series of sort of, I guess you would call it rookie mistakes by some young players. Uh, they got caught deep a couple of times and it just sort of, you know, it just sort of got off the rails there for them, for them late, but you're right. They were not far off in that, in that football game. And I saw enough good things to think, you know, it arms a tough competitor. And, 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 you know, when you have that, when you have that leader there under center and the guys that's going to be he's a savvy, he reminds me of sort of like, you know, Shank at Carlisle. <laughs> yeah. You know, and just tough, tough hombres, just tough to find, tough to put down in the turf. Guys that are going to like stretch plays and give you an extra, you know, just extra seconds to kind of do good things on the field. So those guys are just invaluable to me. But you're right about Mark Luther, too. He's done a tremendous job. And uh, yeah, I think Central Dolphin is just, it's, you know, for me, 
when we talked preseason, Dan, they were such a mystery to me and where, where these sort of yards and sort of how these things are going to progress for them. And, um, you know, the same guy leads them in passing, rushing and receiving. Yeah. That's obviously that's it's great for David Chase, but you've got to find some other options there to kind of even things out. Um, you know, that's just that normally isn't the case when you have one guy leading all three categories. Yeah. Yeah. And we should be clear that, I mean, Central Dolphins 0 3, they're not like a, they've gone blown out in all three games. No, so no, no. They've lost 17 10 to Wilson, which is a pretty commendable loss given how many new, how much new talent they have on the team. They lost 34 28 to Coatesville, another solid program, and 36 19 to Central York. So it's not like this team's getting blown. So we could be talking next week that, hey, this was just an early, tough schedule. And, you know, Central Dolphin, uh, you know, did what they what they frequently do um, against most uh, non, you know, Harrisburg, Cumberland Valley, yep. uh, uh, Commonwealth teams. But I'm just saying I, I, we don't know that yet. They they could just be a team that every game's going to be kind of coming down to the wire because of the new faces and because of, um, you know, and I'm not one to doubt uh, Glenn McNamee. He's one of the best coaches in the mid-pen period. So, but I, I just think it, it could be one of those games where, uh, trajectories, momentum can carry you a certain a certain direction in in these type of matchups. We always talk about it getting tougher now that you're going into mid pen Commonwealth. Yeah. Well, you see what CD just ran through, and it's it's actually should be easier. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, I mean, really, Wilson, Central York, and Coatesville, all those teams so far since preseason have spent time in the six eight top ten. So uh, yes, you're correct. So all is not lost at CD for sure. That is absolutely 100% correct. All right, Dan, we are going to go to, uh, we're going to stick uh, with another Commonwealth matchup here. Um, Harrisburg at Carlisle. This is Friday night, Ken Millen, um, 7 o'clock. Harrisburg coming off that uh, last second loss to Mannheim Township, a very, very good football program that I got to see uh, in week one against Cumberland Valley, another barn burner game. CB's involved in a bunch of them so far. But, um, you know, in this one too, there's a couple a couple things uh, that need addressed. Uh, you know, not knowing the status of fullback and linebacker Marquise Miller um, is important here. Uh, he was injured just before halftime at York last week. Dan uh, did not play in the second half at all, and uh, we all know what kind of wild finish that one was. Fifty four forty seven, the Bearcats uh, got Carlisle last last week uh, for their first loss. Um, he, you know, this is after. They don't have Eli Hargrove preseason ACL tear, obviously out for the year. They did not have Jeremiah Hargrove on the field. He was in street clothes. I believe it's an ankle injury. Don't quote me on that. Um, but he did not play against York at all. And then you turn right around and lose Miller, who was really, really good in that first half, not only running the ball, but just uh, partnering in, at linebacker there with, with Luke August. I mean, you know, you look at 54, 47, Dan, you're like, okay, there was zero defense in the football game. Yeah. But I mean, those two guys were really good in that first half. Uh, well, August was good throughout the entire game. He really was, but just overshadowed by the ab- absolutely explosive, you know, offensive, um, you know, work. But, um, you know, the D, the D actually did not play that bad. It was just some loose tackling here and there. Uh, like I said, a couple of couple of young mistakes, and Coach Coach Ickes at the end basically said, you know, you, you can't. It, he was right. You can't believe the hype. They were two and zero and feeling real good about themselves. And you know, obviously York with Jaheim White, uh, the West Virginia recruit, 
just a fantastic, fantastic athlete. And and I'll tell you what, if there's a tougher QB than Sam Stoner um, out there right now, I, I want to see him. Yeah. I mean, he, he just he just is incredible making plays, stretching out, stretching, you know, plays, getting an extra few minutes or seconds to kind of work his magic. So he was really good. But the point is Carlisle is very, very talented. And um, they're going to be competing with everybody. And that it, it also includes this game with Harrisburg. Uh, they're not going to be far off in physicality of the game, the speed of the game. <coughs> I just wonder, excuse me, <clears throat> I just wonder if they're going to be short a couple of those athletes, you know, that, that, that did not play against York. And, and that's, that's a huge deal when you're trying to beat a team like Harrisburg. Yeah. And I've, 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 we're talking, you know, the ability, I, I believe Harrisburg's our favorite in that game and rightfully so. I think one of the under underrated kind of storylines here with that would kind of, you know, give me some pause on that is, this is Cal Everett's first game back for Harrisburg. Yep. And I have a feeling that they are going to come out pretty fired up to have him back. And you know, everyone knows how important um, Cal Everett is to that program and how, how that connection he has with those players. So, um, and you know, they're coming off a loss. They've got Cal coming back. They're all, I mean, they're Harrisburg. They're a really good football team, but we remember last year in the regular season, Carlisle gave them some troubles. They needed, Harrisburg needed every one of uh, Kyle Williams, I believe, 250 total uh, rushing and receiving yards to uh, win that football game. They ended up beating them a lot, uh, a lot more in the playoffs. I believe it was uh, almost a 30-point win for Harrisburg. But, you know, different year, different team, older players in Carlisle. Um, I think it's really going to come down to if Harrisburg can stop that Carlisle running attack. And if Miller's out, that's a... You know, it's an easier task for the uh, for the Cougars. <clears throat> yeah, it, it really is. And Jaquise Morrell did a did a fantastic job. But a lot of a lot of Carlisle's successful run plays against York too were right up the middle. You know, with featured you know kick out kick out blocks from the offensive line, and there was a lot of between the tackle stuff. As you know, it's really hard to run between the tackles against Harrisburg. It just really is. So you may get you may get them once or twice, but sooner or later that speed and that size and that speed sort of just pen, pins you in. Yeah. So Carlisle's going to have to come up with with a couple other options here. Um, we talked earlier about Lewis Shank, uh, tr- just a tremendous athlete uh, and and really a guy who high IQ on the football field. I mean, he really does. He's fun to watch, but a lot of those too, a lot of Carlisle's success too were were QB draws, were design draws for Shank. Uh, rightly so, because he can run. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just going to have to be a little bit more uh, imagination uh, to kind of get over this, you know, just this advantage, this perceived advantage that Harrisburg's going to have. So, uh, so that that's, but that's certainly one to look out for. I mean, yep. it, it's going to be a tremendous matchup uh, any way you slice it. Yep, I'll be there. Looking forward. To yes, that. indeedy. Yeah. <laughs> so who's your who's your second team, Dan? All right. So my second team. This is we're kind of stretching a little bit what's considered an upset. I guess this time we're kind of going more off records than the lines that we have set for our right. game. Um, I'm going Trinity West Perry. Uh, uh, you know West Perry three and zero, looking great. Um, wouldn't wouldn't surprise. I mean, would not. So I believe I I forget if I picked them. This is such a close matchup. I think I did pick them um, in this game. 
Uh, so maybe this kind of sounds like a hedge to some people. But, <laughs> uh, but I think that uh, I I just came off watching Trinity. I went up to, to Taylor Swift's hometown of Why I'm Missing PA to see them play another uh, another tough guy. Jordan Hill does, doesn't does take it easy on his players. A uh, Roman Catholic and Why I'm Missing back-to-back. Um, and they were, I believe they were the first team to score on Why I'm Missing this year, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Uh, so, I mean, they, they lost the game 35-14. But I was impressed with some stuff by um, by Trinity. One of the first, I turned to someone during that game and I said, man, when Messiah Mickens starts, uh, when they get to, you know, the mid-pen play, uh, freshman running back Messiah Mickens is going to put up some gaudy numbers, I think, because he is a truly special running back. There's a reason he has a Texas A&M um, offer already. I, I, w- I wasn't just saying it because of the offer. You you see that guy run. You see how he the speed he has, the the power he has as a freshman. I'm really excited to see him in this mid in mid pen play, kind of as he gets more comfortable. Um, and you know, West Perry, they have looked sensational so far this year. They're three and zero. They've looked great, but this is kind of why Jordan Hill wants to schedule those tough games to start the year because Trinity has gone up against a gauntlet, and West Perry's gone up against you know not, not an easy but an easier right. schedule than. Um, than Trinity has. So it's kind of a battle of two philosophies. It's like, do you want to kind of ease into your mid-pen schedule with kind of, you know, a ramp up? Or do you want to, you know, kind of use a batting donut sort of for your first three games? And then, you you know, you take the batting donut off and you're you're hitting 100-mile-per-hour cheese at the top of the top. <laughs> of the um, I think Trinity, Jordan Hill, he he did not take moral victories from that loss to the Wyoming. He was mad at his team afterwards. He was... He was. He told him. He basically still told me, the reason we want to play these games is we want to show them teams like that don't make mistakes ever. Their their right. reason they're good is because they are doing the right thing almost every single play. And I think he really thinks his team needs to learn that. I think this is a good matchup for them. Um, but I, I I lean Westbury just because of you know that continuity they have with Marcus Quaker, Trent Herrera, Ian Goodling, the and that core that good offensive line they have. But I really think Trinity's going to make it tough on him. I, I think it's going to be a great game. I think, um, I think it's you know it's it's one of those. It's a capital game that will go. I think a, a while to kind of maybe not determining who wins the capital, cause, but in terms of you know who who's kind of the t- who's who's vying for that playoff spot at the end. Yeah, I uh, I had a sort of an in depth with Coach Hill last week uh, for a story, and it wasn't him bringing up the fact that they were not that far off yeah. from, from giving Roman all they could handle deep into that football game. Uh, I'm the one who brought it up. It wasn't yeah. him just saying, oh, you know, well, well, we missed a tackle here. We didn't get the punt return here. We fumbled here. Ah, it was me bringing it up because you could visually see that these guys are a heck of a lot tougher than they have been in years past and mentally a lot tougher as well. And they played – a pretty good football game against Roman Catholic. Yeah. And, and we all know what Roman Catholic has. And I'm sure at 35, 14, they played a pretty good football game at why missing too. So this is a team that's very, very dangerous. And there's all these interesting parts between Ray away at, at, at quarterback and Capuana and, you know, some defensive parts here. Um, when this all sort of morphs together, and it's going to morph together sooner or later here, um, and, and things start to click, uh, this is going to be a really good 
dangerous, successful football team. It may happen this week uh, against a team that you you would you could say might not be prepared for it. Yeah. Might not be because of their schedule has been a little softer so far moving into the things. But yeah, I think the scheduling is important for a team like is more important. The early hammers for more important for a team like Trinity. You have a little bit more leeway being a lower classification on how you qualify for postseason things like that. So Westbury has to be a little careful, yeah. you know, moving in, um, being a bigger bigger school. But to me, it's about stopping Trent, stopping Herrera. Yeah, you know, if you can sort of if you can sort of squeeze and just have one guy to really worry about, meaning Quaker, uh, at least getting loose on the outside, I think it could be. Um, it could be a four quarter game and it could be, it could come down to whoever has the ball last. Um, but I'm excited. I get to go up to Elliotsburg all the time. Uh, or this, this week, I, I usually only get up there once, once a year. Uh, they better have the chicken soup. That's just stand Cause every year I hear about it and every year I get there and an hour and a half before the game, they're already sold out. <laughs> so let's save a little pint, just put a little pint, you know, across from it. I'll pay double. The company's good for it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Ask Devin so, Woodfield. He might get yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll ask Devin. All right. Yeah, that should be fun, Dan, so we'll see. All right, one more game to go here before we get out. Um, I'm looking at Redland at Milton Hershey. Uh, I'm looking about the physicality of this game. I'm looking about where the Spartans are mentally. Obviously, a tough loss last week, uh, 17-8 against East Pennsboro. Uh, and Milton Hershey was up 8-0 in that game. Uh, Dan and, and that's they could not sustain it couldn't hold down East Penn who was another undefeated team uh, that we that we're talking about but right now for me it's where where are the Spartans you know mentally I think uh, I, I think that was a tough one to absorb last week uh, they didn't get a chance obviously to play in week two so uh, they haven't played a whole heck of a lot of football so far um, one and one well two and one with the um, with the forfeit to Middletown. So, uh, so that's good, but you know, uh, what was so settled in, it looked like after week one with the quarterback situation, um, you know, can they just bounce back? Just let that loss last week go and bounce back and a team against, uh, Redland who's coming off their first W yeah. and taking out, uh, you know, a pretty good program in Mechanicsburg. So, um, you know, right now it's like, you know, where, where, you know, Redland's riding high. And Middlehurst just kind of just like, well, what are we doing here yet? You know, we're, we're still trying to figure it out. So, so that could be a recipe for, for, you know, an upset in this one. And I would consider the Spartans obviously the favorite here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, this one, you know, you wonder if this one can get sideways early and, and Redland could just sort of keep that momentum going. And that, that's a big word for this, for this Redland team is momentum. And right now they have it. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, it's another team. I feel like maybe we didn't do a great job with our picks this year. Cause I think we all pegged Redland, you know, kind of being a transition year under first year head coach, Eric McHugh, that yep. went over Mechanicsburg surprised me. I, I don't know if it's, I'm sure it surprised you a little bit too. Yep. I think he's done a really good job with this program that, you know, lost, they lost Roman Jensen. He transferred. Um, I believe Parker Lawler didn't, isn't, didn't come out for football this year after I think leading their team or second, either led their team or second receiving your, or rushing yards last year. Um, I think he's done a tremendous job in there. Uh, I think it's a really great story. The running back, Colton Hoffman, who ran for 139 yards against Mechanicsburg. He said, I believe he said last week, this is his first year playing running back. And mm -hmm. <laughs> 139 yards in a mid-pen game, that's pretty good. So I, I, 
I think Redlands a pretty good story already to you know pick up a a a tough you know West Shore victory um, against the the Wildcats and like you said this is a big game for Milton Hershey because um, you know we've seen some promise from them we've seen that they have the ability to kind of play in these close games and have, they have some talent um, but you Redland I I keep saying it momentum's big in this it, it, when your head's down it's tougher to play football it's tougher to you know grind out those extra three yards to get a first down. Um, I think, I think, like you said, it's, it's going to be one of those games where first strike is going to be crucial. So there you have it guys, uh, four games to keep an eye on, obviously in week four, it's already week four, Dan, we're already in the middle of September, uh, and, uh, deep inside the high school football season now. So obviously thanks for joining us again for another edition of PA high school football report. Uh, you can find the podcast, Apple podcast, Acast, Spotify, wherever you download your podcasts. And of course, Come on back next week, but first get out there on Friday nights, buy a ticket, um, and watch some uh, watch some football. And uh, we'll see you next week. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash central PA sports med to learn more.